now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strangers to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. 2233, I'm on 10 again. Hello, and welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. I'm Ja, and that's Troy. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing success. Um, so let's get right into it. I wanted to ask you to go ahead and just give me your definition. I mean, if you can call it that, of success. Um, for me, success, you know, in its real basic terms, is setting a goal and objective and taking the necessary actions to achieve that. And once you achieve what it is you set out, that to me is success in its simpler terms. Um, as we've talked about before in the past, you and I, success is also a mindset. You have to condition yourself to see and believe that you can achieve the goals that you set out to obtain. So, um, so essentially that's what that means to me. What about you? Yeah, really the same. I mean, obviously, I think the conventional definition of success is, oh, this was the goal. This was, you know, and I think people like it to be simple enough to, to where they can, you know, I guess, measure it to, hey, we, we, it was a pass fail or we, we hit our mark or hit our goal or we didn't. Um, but I think in a lot of ways, like you talked about, it's a mindset. I think, you know, you wake up in the morning and there are people who wake up and they say, I'm successful. And because of that, I'm going to do things and do things intentionally to, to make sure that I stay successful or that I keep that same energy rolling. Um, and then there are people who wake up and it's like, I don't know what I am or don't have the confidence to say they are successful. And therefore that same energy follows them and they may not do things with the same intention or, or, or so on. So I, I definitely agree that there's two different types, you know, the conventional measurable success and then also the, the mindset success. And I think that's the bigger one for me anyway. And I think with the mindset, you develop habits. Success is a yeah. habit. There's this repetition of doing things over and over until you build the muscle memory, the psychological depth and, and character to do those things, even when it's not comfortable, you commit to it and you take the effort and have the discipline to pursue it and, and do things that are not always comfortable and easy. So um, it's habits as well built by the mindset. Um, that you take on to be successful. Yeah, I think that the habit word is key. I think that's, that's it's like the same thing we talk about with mindset. I think those habits definitely follow successful people. But speaking of habits, and I guess this, this question depends on the situation, but what would you say are your steps or actions to succeed, achieve success? Well, first is I sit down and I visualize what I want. For me, what I've learned is to see it. I believe you have to see what you want in most instances to be able to know. And then once you see it, be very precise and very specific at what it is you're shooting at, what's the target, you know? Um, so for me, it's one, visualizing it, two, sitting down, writing down the steps. What, I, what do I want? What do I need to do to get there? Step one, I need to, let's say for instance, I'm going to work out and I want to get in shape. Step one, I can see myself. What do I want to look like? What do I want to feel like? You know, then boom, I write that down. I go work out three times a week. And in my workouts, I do X, Y, and Z. These are the things and the exercises that I do. Then in eating, these are the, 
meals that I want to prepare to make sure that I stay healthy, I'm eating healthy and consuming things that are going to be beneficial to my obtaining that goal. So first see it, visualize it, then write those steps down. And then once you write them down, you know, you put them on the calendar on this day, I'm doing this on this day, I'm doing something else. And that way, like when you're training for, you know, um, track and field, you know, your coach don't just say go out there and, and you know job what you want to do today they have specific agenda from day one of practice to time when you're going to the championship season and it's very specific and it's very drawn out to where they can achieve the goals that you guys set out don't mean you always obtain them but you have a plan of action in order to put you in a position to to achieve that success it's funny because you and I go back and forth on goal setting. I know yeah. for New Year's, <laughs> for New Year's, you like to write down kind of, new, I guess, New Year's resolutions or really just goals or things you want to achieve throughout the year. And I, I have always not been opposed. It just for me personally, I don't like setting goals. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I just do not like setting goals. Even to this day, you know, my coach, we had a meeting where he had us set goals on what we want to accomplish, you know, in the year. And he was like, your goals aren't specific enough. I'm like, I don't really want to set specific goals. I don't like that. I just, for me personally, I've always, but I've always felt like there's not, there isn't, it seems a bit, I guess, in our human nature, once again, wanting to quantify things, wanting to measure things that, hey, this is what I want to achieve. And if I feel I did this, then I'm successful, right? And, and that's fine. But I feel like for me personally, I've always just wanted to, whatever the best I can do is, is what I want out of me. So setting a goal may set the goal too far and then I don't feel like I was successful, but I got everything I could out of myself. Or I may set the goal too short and I may get to the goal and I, be like, well, I'm successful, but I, I didn't reach I, anything within my potential. I think your mind, if you don't have a target that you're shooting for, anything somewhere over there but, near the target may be okay. Like for instance, when I say, you know what? I'm going to go out and I want to get, I don't know, I'll say, for instance, I want to build a house. I want, I got to have a blueprint. I got to know how many square feet. I got to know uh, all you know, <laughs> of building that house. Because otherwise, is, I just say, just go in there and throw something up. Did you want a tiny a, house? Did you want a mansion? <laughs> Do you want a trailer? That's a <laughs> completely different, oh, different thing. It it's is, because I, I look at it, I, I mean, what I mean by that is, and I, you, you didn't let me finish. What, I'm, what I was going to get around to saying is that I, I don't like goal setting, but I completely understand the idea of setting out at least, I guess you could call, I mean, I guess you could call them goals, but just things that you want to be or want to see yourself as, right? And so for me, right, in, in, specific, in specificity, let's talk about track. I don't have goals for this year. I don't have a, a certain number, anything quantifiable that, hey, I would be successful this year. I don't have those goals. Well, I have been successful. When I feel I've done the best that I possibly could. If I wake up every day and I go into the weight room and I go into the track and I give the best that I have and I go out on the track and I, you know, you know, progress forward and I jump and I and if at the end of the season, I can sit there and say, you know what? I maximize my potential that I have right now. I'll be so, successful. So let me ask you this. Say, for instance, based on where you at, your training and all that, your best this year is 51 feet. Would that be successful to you? If that was genuinely my best, absolutely. I'm just saying because you ain't really set where you want to be. Uh, I haven't. So say, for instance, if there is, 
you know, God forbid anything happened, 51 feet for you, being that you didn't pass that three years ago, is something <laughs> that you wouldn't be excited about. It may be your best. Well, but, but hold on, though. But hold on, though. Because yeah. the, what's important to understand is the circumstances, right? Obviously, I'm not hoping to go out there and jump 51 feet. But let's say, and once again, knocking on wood, God forbid, I go out there tomorrow and I rupture my Achilles or something. And I'm battling back throughout the year. And I'm just hoping to get out there and do something. If I go out there at the end of the season at, you know, Big 12 championships or whatever, I jump 51 feet and let's say I just score a point. I would be ecstatic. Why? Because in that in that context, I was extremely successful. I came back from blah, blah, blah. So what I'm saying is, though, is that context matters. And setting goals doesn't always yeah, but, encompass the context that could or could not happen. But you would reset and restructure your goals if that was the case, because context matters. Right. But not even I wouldn't yeah. know because at the end so of the right day, now, you're saying so the same said, goal remains. The same goal remains. Except is, is great. No, but I'm Based saying on this, everything being Jai is healthy and ready to go. I'm saying that the same kind of end goal, if you want to call it a goal, remains to be the best version of myself on the track. And if that whatever in whatever context that is, if it's 51 feet, 45 feet or 57 feet, then that's success. Uh, I, I, you know, so for I, I me know. to set, because because if I come into this year and I say I want to jump fifty five feet, and you know that's my goal, right? And then I jump fifty four eleven, and I'm like, oh man, I'm, you know, kind of early in the season, I'm like, oh that's cool. And I understand you you're you're thinking of when you set a goal, you reset it or what have you like that. I just for me personally, and I guess it all comes down to personal, you know, what you personally like or what you're into. I personally have never been into setting specific goals because it it doesn't seem to be, I don't need that quantifiable success. I just want to feel at the end of the day that I was the best version of myself. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I just <laughs> think that you have to know, this is what I want. Cause we say, well, child, but see, that's you go buy that a house or a car, you, you're gonna set specifics, right? As to what you want. Or are you just gonna be like, you know what? What are you talking about actively going out there to buy the car? Or are you talking yeah. about if I come into this year and I say at the end of this year, I want to buy a house, whatever that context is, if I can get a house at the end of the year, whether it's a 20 bedroom mansion or, you know, a two bedroom, you know, I think that that can be success, right? Yeah. But you're going to know what you want, right? If you say, I'm going to buy a house this year, that's a specific, whether it be a condo, whether it be a mansion, whether it be a tiny house, whatever you set a specific goal now whether you get all into the details of it how specific but it's a specific goal that i'm going to go out and do this right you didn't say oh well i'm gonna have somewhere to live at the end of the year well we hope you do <laughs> but when you say i'm gonna go buy a house now you're making sure your credit is good you're making sure that you're saving up money so when it's time to go buy a house you're in position to buy the house not just well i just I'm looking to have a place to live. That's two different. That's totally different. Well, how you going to approach that? Let me put it this way. Then what I'm saying is I don't the key word in there is I don't like setting specific goals because I feel that if I set a broader goal and I'm more well-rounded in my goal setting, then I'll achieve a lot of the smaller goals that I may have. Right. So if you're saying buying a house, right, or getting your credit. Yeah. What if I just say I want to be financially literate to where, hey, I can go buy 10 houses at the end of this year if that's what I want to do, or I can buy 10 cars, or I want to be financially literate. And the best that possible, whether that's being a millionaire or having, you know, 
$500 in my bank account, whatever it is, I want to be financially literate. I like to set more broad goals because I want to be able to have flexibility at the end of the year to say whether or but not even, I was successful. Even in setting that being financially literate at the end of the year, that's still a goal, right? And it's still, okay, what does that mean? When you say I'm gonna be financially literate, that means I'm gonna know X, Y, and Z. Those still are specifics that you will have to come about and understanding, right? And why do you wanna be financially literate? What is it that ultimately being financially literate is gonna provide for you or get you to? We can go back and forth <laughs> on this all day long. We're gonna to have to agree to disagree. I personally just don't like setting specific goals. And well, let me, me keep it okay, like this. So let me put it to you like this. Here's how the mind works, right? When you're out there competing and you're trying to win and be the best you can be, and somebody put a 54 foot jump out there, what you shooting for? You try to jump past whatever that person jumped, right? Correct. All right, because now I have a specific goal to win. And in order for me to win, it's going to take me to hit this mark. Not just go out there willy-nilly and just jump and say, well, I did the best I could, and you jump 48. You're like, I've got to jump. In order for me to win this championship, i got to jump past whatever he jumped at that 54 mark. And, and in the moment, that makes a lot of sense. But say coming into the meet, right, it's supposed to be a torrential downpour. It's supposed to rain. It's going to be terrible. I can have the goal of winning, which is, I think is the broad goal that I'm setting. And whether or not I win with 42 feet or 59 feet, I guess you're in not going to feel the same. Way. It ain't going to be the same win. I, you know if, that. If, if I'm at the Olympic stage and I win a gold medal jumping, I whatever. Because because with the context, you're not understanding. With the context, that win would be success in my eyes. Because everybody had to deal with that. If well, I go out there, put it to this. If I go out there and beat Christian Taylor and Will Clay and I only jump 45 feet and I just beat them on that day because I was better and because of the circumstances, that's success. Well, let me put it to you another way. Do you have any aspirations of breaking the school record? Absolutely. Okay, what's the school record? I don't know. Well, then you probably <laughs> want to look it up. <laughs> I don't if, know. If you have I, aspirations of breaking the school record, you got to know what the mark is, right? I don't. I have no. And that's clue gonna what put is. you to at least whatever that but, is. Well, because this is the thing. I don't know what the school record is, but I do understand that I be, at least I believe that my potential is is past that. And so if I achieve my potential for this year, then I'll have passed the school record, whatever it is. But but if you don't know what it is, how do you know if your potential is past that? I'm not exactly I mean, sure, to be honest. I mean, the school record is Kenny Harrison, right? <laughs> yes. He's an Olympic gold medalist, right? <laughs> yes, but nonetheless. 18-meter jumper, right? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I mean, and I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you got to be precise and specific because everybody – who has jumped triple who's done triple jump over the years very few of them have jumped 18 meters right yeah and so you have to be focused and you have to be specific in that regard otherwise you know you fall short like everybody else you got to be like this is what i'm doing not just you know you know my best and mm. you know, i'm working out and i'm being my best your best has to be specific so when you're going for a certain number even in practice you're like okay i gotta hit this mark I got to hit these steps. I got to do these things precisely in order to get to the level I'm going to run or the, the level I want to jump. Because if you're not doing it in practice and you're not aware of it, you can't possibly really be fully prepared to meet the reach, the goal that you set. So that's why I say you have to be precise and specific because each day you go out and practice, you're practicing to reach those goals. Well, once again, 
We can agree to disagree because yeah, I don't feel the same. And the reason I feel this way I need, is because- Yeah, I'm gonna put out, you just need to listen to me because I know. <laughs> that's all I I'm telling you, where, hey, where you going about it, you're gonna be disappointed, man. But that's how I've done, okay, but- Okay, let me gonna, ask you this. And how I, and you I gonna tell me put that you when, I've gotten, when I've gotten this far with that motto? <laughs> yeah, but your motto, the last two years, indoor, half an inch. <laughs> half an inch, right? Yeah. But if you had been from day one knowing that I got it, in order to meet the, 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 the what do you call it, the march, to go to the indoor nationals is gonna be 53 feet. Oh, every day in practice, there's a concerted effort to make sure that I'm doing things to reach that 53. Not just, I'm gonna be but the see, best But see, that's the be. thing you're not understanding is, I went to practice every day with a concerted effort to jump over 56, 57, it wasn't 53, that wasn't okay. my goal. It was just to be the best and maximize potential. With, in my eyes, my potential was over maybe 55, 56 feet. So I wasn't okay. going there to jump 53 so feet. Okay, Did I fall then. short? Of course, but yes. Okay, so but now, this, but let me see it here like this. You're saying, and we're going to move on because we can talk about this all day. What you're saying then is that really in the back of your mind, you were thinking 55. You just didn't want to say it. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking 55, 56, 57, whatever I felt my potential could be. But what I, but the reason I don't set, I guess, realistic goals, and I hate that term, realistic goals, is because is who's determined who's to determine what is realistic or what your goal should be. I remember my freshman year of high school, I had a coach, I jumped pretty far or whatever. And I had a coach say by your senior year, you know, you should be, you should be able to jump over 45 feet. And so, you know, like I said, I went to practice every day thinking, you know what, by my senior year, I'm gonna try to jump 45 feet. I ended up jumping 49 feet by my senior year. So, and not that, I mean, not that the, obviously that goal didn't hold me back. I just from then on have been like, well, I don't need to set a specific goal. Just go out there and be the best you, whatever it is. And what ends up coming from it will be success. Well, let me put it this way then. <laughs> and then I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> Would it be a desire at one, at some stage in your life or your career to be the world record holder in the triple jump? Absolutely. What is that record right now? 1829. So, but but that but, that is a goal, right? But 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 I I mean obviously yes I guess that's a goal. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put that on my goals list because at the end of the day, if my potential is to jump 1850 and I only jump 1831, yeah, I broke the world record. And a lot of people may consider that success. But is that success when my potential was to jump 1850? Well, how would do you, you consider know that? that success? I would consider it success. I mean, if your potential is 1850, that's where we set in the market. That's how we looking at it. What is my potential? What do I think I can do? Oh, I can jump 50, um, 1830, 1850. But what I, but the 1850. The point I'm trying to make is that you never know what you are capable of. <laughs> you never know exactly what you're capable well, of. This is, this is so just keep, just keep striving to be better every single day and where you end up, <laughs> as long as you feel you've maximized nah. your potential, well, we, it's we success. We got a on goal set in, in, in that regard. So. Well, okay, like I said, we'll agree <laughs> to disagree. But to segue finally from this, <laughs> <laughs> is what would you say is your most memorable success from your life? I have a lot of different, you know, smaller successes, but when I think back overall in my life, I think my most memorable success is my family. You know, um, one marrying uh, my, my college sweetheart and then having a family of three children of which they're all healthy. Um, they're successful in the things that they do. Um, Tia and her graphics and uh, video production and what she's striving to do 
and you know a grad college graduate um she's able to take care of herself you and your endeavors being a um you know student athlete at the collegiate level at the highest level with aspirations to do more in that regard uh, being healthy not someone who um with any addictions at least that i'm aware of <laughs> and you know malia with her herself you know even though she's still much younger to seeing her grow and develop and being a part of that and doing it together with your mom um you know together us working and achieving this family and making sure that we keep it together it hasn't always been easy and you know we have our differences on how to do things and how to go about it um, but being able to look back you know in this moment and say wow we did that together you know we have healthy productive um, kids that are out there in the world doing something that we can look upon and be be proud of you know and so for me and then her her own growth and helping and being a part of her growing and myself as well so I guess my biggest or most memorable would be just my family and looking back and seeing, you know, where we started and that evolution and where we are now. That's a pretty lofty success. I clearly have not gotten that far yet. <laughs> I feel like for me personally, my most memorable success, and it's funny because I think to a lot of other people, it may not be the biggest success I've had in my life, but my most memorable and most, I guess, profound success in my opinion is in high school, I broke our area, which is the DVL's record um, and my school record and jumped over 49 feet as a high schooler, which not a lot of kids in high school do. And I think the reason I put that as my most memorable success is because of the context and the circumstances. I went to a high school with no track, you know, the coaching there was limited. You know, I was a scrawny, small, tiny kid who was, you know, completely, you know, I guess I'm, I, I consider myself a late bloomer. So I was really under, underdeveloped compared to the people that I was, you know, competing against. And so I think for me to accomplish that, given those circumstances, I've always felt like that's, that was the, probably one of the most success, biggest successes of my life that I look back, look back on. So. All right. Now on the opposite end, <laughs> define a memorable failure. <laughs> I got a lot of those too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say it like this. I always say I've never failed at anything that I didn't quit. So I, I, I um, you know, say that to say that anything that I really pursued and I kept going, I was able to accomplish that goal. Um, but my most memorable was probably, you know, a few, about five, about seven years back, you know, and starting a business. Um, and you know, the the, the amount of work it took to initiate and get the business launched, you know, um, myself and uh, a few of my business partners, I think all of us didn't realize it was going to take not only that much effort, but even more effort to sustain what was started. And, you know, things ultimately didn't, uh, work out the way we envisioned and, you know, we ended up having to shut the business down. Um, but that would probably be my, I guess, biggest or most memorable failure, if you will, is, is having that business that didn't um, quite reach its potential or what I thought it would be. Yeah, I think my most memorable failure comes from track and high school, actually, once again. And I, I don't know, I think I use track and sports because those, I mean, it's a big part of my life, but it also has just been like, I guess the thing that I've given myself to 
in 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 way in terms of effort a lot of other things in my life i haven't really tried that hard at to be completely honest and so yeah. <laughs> those fail if, if i failed in other areas i can blame it on the fact that i didn't try that hard <laughs> So that's why I think that one of the ones that probably burns the most is, is something that I've given my, my all to and it didn't end up the way I wanted. So my senior year of high school at the state championship, I took sixth overall. Um, and so, you know, not terrible. I mean, obviously to be the sixth best triple jumper in the state of California is not, I don't think anything to be embarrassed about or upset about. Um, I just have always felt that my potential, at, even at that time, was greater than that. And so... For me, that one that one burns a lot and it, it drives me to this day. And that leads me into my next point, which is I know I've heard successful uh, a few successful successful people talk about how failure isn't a negative in their life, if that makes sense. It's not something they look bad at or they try not to remember or something they try to forget. It's something they actually carry with them every single day because it's a motivating factor. Would you feel you you're the same? Yeah, to a large degree, I look at some of the things that I didn't succeed at and I learned the lessons. What were the lessons? How did I feel? You know, I don't ever want to feel that again. So I'm going to do whatever I need to or whatever I have to in order not to feel that pain or that uh, emotion because it wasn't comfortable and I didn't like it. So, you know, I use it as something that motivates me, but I also look at the things that I did that didn't work as lessons to say, okay, the next time I'm going to apply this, I'm going to uh, take these steps so that I can, uh, you know, reach the level of success that I want. And it often, one of those things, and success is, is always moving, if you will. It's something in which every day you're learning, you're growing, and once you achieve whatever it is you set out, then you have a whole nother set of goals and ideas that you have to go out and, and, and pursue. And, you know, like I said a bit earlier, it's sustaining the success is one thing, you know, it's one thing to achieve something. It's another thing to sustain that over a period of time. And, and that's what shows the discipline, the commitment and the ability to function at a very high level um, of stress. Because when you're at the top and you're doing something that's worthwhile and that is, um, you know, maybe challenges and very few people are able to obtain, you got people shooting at you. And you have to do every day, you, basically you gotta work twice as hard when you get to the top as you did to get there. And so, um, to sustain it. So, so that's my, um, you know, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I've definitely lived by that, that failure is something to bring with me in it. And it's funny because I think, as I say this, people probably may say that's not healthy. But I almost obsess over my failures. And it's, it's almost, they almost mean more to me than my successes do. It's weird because in times where I feel like, and, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, when times when I feel like quitting or things get hard or whatever, I don't think about my goal or where I wanna be. I often think about the times that I failed because I think that may, that may hurt more than success feels good, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and those, and like I said, in those in those times of tough, I I literally think about where I don't want to be. I don't want to I don't want to feel that pain of failure that you know I had you know whatever that time was at every time that I came up short. Um, so yeah, I definitely live by that. I feel like my failures are almost more important to me than my past successes. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but that's how I've gone about it thus far. Yeah, well, 
we all have our own way of uh, motivating and, and getting ourselves ready for what we have to do. I would just like to state that although those things push you, keep your eye on the goal that you set. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you try not to get caught and you're looking over your, you're looking over behind you and the dude on the other side coming past you. So in, in, in what you're uh, doing, always keep your eye on the prize. You know, and I'll give you an example. I was told that, um, what's his name? The coach, John Wooden, UCLA. They said this dude never watched film. He didn't have his team watch film with other people, other teams. He said, we didn't worry about what they do. If we do what we do well, you know, we don't have to worry about what they're doing because this is what we do. And we perfect our goals. We perfect the things that we, um, that we do. You know, we should be okay. So just stay John, straight John ahead. Wood, John Wood was recruiting, recruiting some of the best talent in the nation too. So he didn't have to worry about what other people was doing, but we ain't right. going to get into that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you go, if you that person and you at the top is like, I got the best, you know, granted, I got to know, have some idea what my, what I'm dealing with. But my focus is on if I do my best and I reach my potential with the guys that I have, you know, ain't nobody going to beat us. And, you know, once they started winning, it was a few years in between where they didn't lose a game or very few games. So, you know, that's a strategy that seemed to work for him. Okay. So on this, this is the last question and then we'll wrap it up. I just wanted to know, and this is, this is a, this is like a pretty complicated, complicated question, but just stay with me. The question is, why is it more difficult to succeed than it is to fail? And obviously, I think that seems obvious, right? Well, success, if it's worth having, then it's going to be difficult to get. And failure, if you don't try, you're going to fail, right? But I think what I meant by that question is, why is it in this, in, in, in I guess in our society and the way we live, why is it more acceptable for people to deal with failure or to accept their failures than it is to actually try to really succeed? Why has that become a thing? And so, so yeah, yeah. If, if that makes sense, go ahead and answer that question. Well, first of all, why it's more difficult to succeed is because success is something that's intentional. You know, you just don't wake up, fall out of bed and you win and gold medals, you know, or you start a business. That's something that you have to put in the effort and the work to do. And so success requires intention. It requires you to be specific it requires you to make an effort and commit to doing something. Failure, you know, if you don't shoot at nothing, I mean, you didn't necessarily fail, but you didn't win either. <laughs> so um, if you're not intentional, then you're not moving forward. And so you get out of bed every day and, you know, whatever pops up and whatever, you know, becomes part of your agenda for that day, um, if it's not something intentional, um, I don't think it gives you the the type of fulfillment and the joy of knowing that I got a, I set a goal, I plan to do something and I did it, you know, um, at least for myself. And I think that's why sometimes people are a little less happy and, and sometimes, you know, you know, like what's the word I'm looking for? Just not, you know, up and, and up and ready to do things because they don't have a goal and then they don't do anything to 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 strive for any any goal or or, or, or anything till they can succeed. So um, so in a nutshell, that's that's my thoughts around it. Uh, I don't know if I answered that as clearly as you know I was trying to, but for for the most part, you know, success requires intentions. 
Yeah, and I think the reason, even more than that, obviously, it's 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 obviously you know there's obvious reasons why succeeding is harder than failing. Um, but I think even more so, the what our society has done has become almost accepting of failure, right? Everybody, you know, from younger age, it's going to sound real conservative and old to me, but from the young age, you know, everybody gets the participation medals. And you, even though you was the worst out there on the field, you know, you because you were out there, you know, good job. And yet, so to speak, and I, I get it to a degree, but I do think we've started to breed a society that says just just doing it, just being here is enough. And in a lot of ways, I don't think that's correct. You know, I think you do like you have to, like you said, you have to have some intention. You have to go after it. And if you fail, you know, live with that. Be, be you know, that, that you failed. You have to go back and try again. Not that you, you don't get a participation medal for that. You failed. That's life. Keep going. And so I think we have to get out of that. And that's why I think it's made it even more difficult for people to get up and really go try things because if if everybody's gonna be cool with me failing anyway and I'm gonna get a participation medal and then what do I really actually need to try for it? So I think that's part of the reason it's become even more even more difficult to succeed and actually go for it than it has to just kind of fail and be okay with that. Yeah, and I always, when I say the word fail because to me fail is finite or final. To me, I may not have achieve the goal that I was set out, but as long as I continue to pursue it, I haven't failed. And so I think that's the biggest challenge that I see with these current generations is that once it don't go the way I thought it was supposed to go, you know, I quit, you know, I don't want no part of it. You know, I didn't, I didn't get as many likes as I thought I was going to get on Facebook. So I shut it down or I'm upset or depressed or whatever the case may be. So I think ultimately is if we don't quit, we can win and, you know, win and any success. Yeah, that's the quote of the day right there. If you don't quit, you can win. <laughs> there it is. So, you got some shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Get your merch. All right. So that wraps it up for another episode of No Stranger to the Game. We talked a lot about success, failure, uh, went back and forth a little bit on setting goals and, you know, setting what success can be. But hope you found something you can take with you. And we appreciate you joining us for this episode and expect, if you, expect for you to join us on the next one. So, All right. Peace. All right. That'll wrap up today's episode. Glad we could take a moment to put you up on game. We post a new podcast every Sunday morning. Now you know. Peace.